Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh present Inside the Nest. A weekly look inside Kennesaw State football. Cooper takes the snap and drops the throw. Here comes the pressure. Airs it far side. It is batted away and picked off in the end zone. The Owls have won it in overtime. Bust out the plank. It was Bryson Armstrong and the Owls in the wildest game in their history. Hold off the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. And now let's go inside the nest. Inside the Nest, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary. And Nathan, it's game week as we sit here at the perch. And unlike last year where we got rained on, we cheated this time. And they put us in one of the team rooms. Hence, a little bit of the echo we've got going here. But what we're hoping for is an echo chamber of noise and excited fans at Fifth Third Bank Stadium Saturday night as the Point Skyhawks come to town and the Owls lift the lid on what I think is kind of unofficially phase two of Kennesaw State football. Yeah, and you're back-to-back Big South champion. Uh, everybody knows what this team is. This is a, this is a program that – had success almost right off the bat, and all of a sudden it seemed like they were using weighted gloves the last two years and yeah. just beating through the Big South. And now you're back-to-back Big South champions, and you are starting your season off with the, the bullseye on your back. You're picked to finish first in the conference by the coaches uh, there in the Big South. So, yeah, and, and there's a lot of expectation. you got another FBS opponent on your roster, and you're starting out with point, which I think is going to benefit these young men because as we're learning, there's going to be a lot of new faces on both sides of the football. I think it's really a tip of the cap to the job they've done recruiting here. Obviously, that you're picked 10th, yet your offense returns only one starter from a year ago, and there's a lot of uncertainty at various positions as we've talked about throughout camp. One starter, but really, if you look down up and down the roster, these young men have played football, and uh, Daniel David is the the bright spot because you knew he was kind of the heir apparent coming into Chandler Burks, uh, but you got some talented players that you know are pushing him. Uh, Tommy Bryant's one of them back, yeah. back behind the uh, uh, the two deep, but uh, you know the running backs are veteran crew. Uh, Shaq Terry's uh, got a lot of playing time. T.J. Reed, and you've got uh, Glover. You got a lot yeah. of running backs. Back Isaac there. Foster and Isaac Foster, uh, the special teams talent, but he's going to be using the backfield some. Offensive line and wide receivers. That For the offensive side, that's really the big question mark. We'll see what happens on the defensive side. Not the players, it's the new coaching staff, uh, with the exception of Liam Klein, who's there and settling this coaching staff in. You know, it's, it's an experienced crew that uh, we expect big things from. You know, Coach Bohannon calls it the gold standard, and I think the only way you live up to the gold standard, of course, is to win the conference again. You know, this is where, while it's beneficial in some respects to open against an NAIA opponent, and you don't ever take anything for granted, but I think it's beneficial because of the youth and because of the units you mentioned, the offensive line and the receivers and maybe some of the young guys gelling. But where it's a little bit of a negative is where you want to go later in the season because not only point, but Reinhardt is on the schedule. This is not a slide to the NAIA, but when you take a Furman and a Duquesne off of your schedule, that changes the dynamic a lot in terms of, you know, getting one of those top eight seeds, which I think is essential to go where this program wants to go. When you're a new program coming in and 
and fifth year basically of this program's existence, you've got all of a sudden uh, to make a schedule from scratch. And yeah. A lot of these schedules are made five and ten years in advance. You're going to start seeing Kennesaw State playing their first game like you saw Youngstown State and uh, Sanford yeah. who kicked off the FCS schedule this weekend uh, when Sanford took it on the chin of a very good Penguin football yeah. program. I just want to say Penguin. But, uh, you know, you're going to start seeing that first game be something of significance outside of conference in the future here. You know, ironic, and we'll talk about this on the broadcast Saturday night, too. The only area where Kennesaw State is below 500 is in openers. They're one and three. Now, the consistent thing in both cases was turnovers and red zone failures. Right. And that may be somewhat a byproduct of the rhythm and tempo of this offense. Who knows? We'll certainly learn more about that on Saturday night. And as you think about the red zone failures, um, without Justin Sumter in the red zone, it is going to be something that Kennesaw State's got to establish early on that they've got a wide receiver they can yeah. drop the fade into or find a power running game short, uh, in short yardage situations. And you might even see them utilize more of the running backs in slant, quick slant yep. type situations just to keep them from jamming the line of scrimmage you're opposing defense. Well, We've got a whole lot more coming up for you on this episode of Inside the Nest. It's presented by HelloFresh, and it's the last preseason episode of Inside the Nest. Coming up, we'll have our safeties coach, Danny Verpale, one of the many defensive assistants serving in his first season on the Owls staff. We will also talk to the reigning special teams player of the year, the aforementioned Isaac Foster, coming up in a little bit. And to round things out a little bit later, as we class up the joint a little bit, we'll bring in the newest addition to our broadcast crew on the radio side, that being Lauren Hoffman, a lot of you are familiar with from television, worked the sidelines on multiple Owls TV broadcasts the last few years, and she will be our sideline reporter for games at Fifth Third Bank Stadium this year. So we'll catch up with Lauren in a little while. She's off doing her pregame interview right now. Joining us now inside the Nest Owls safeties coach, Danny Verpale. And Danny, we talked about it a few minutes ago. It seems like three, four weeks ago. We were sitting there on signing day and you know meeting all of you guys who are new to the program. But here we are on the eve of the season. It's here, pretty much. Yeah, time flies. It's game week. Uh, you know, it went by fast. So we're excited. We're looking forward to getting into football season now. Coaches, as the first game approaches, um, it's got to be fun because it, because it's, it is you're all experiencing this as the new coaching staff coming in for the defensive side. Um, how have you guys gelled and and really coming to experience this first game together? Well, um, you know, it's growing. We're learning each other and how everyone operates. So it's been good. Um, it's always good when something new happens, so we're, we're learning each other's quirks, you know, how the whole operation and program works. So whenever you start something new, it, you kind of got the little butterflies in your stomach, but it's been going real well. It's, it's great staff. It's great guys. We all get along. We're, we're all good friends, so it's been, it's been awesome. One of the things that you guys inherited on the defensive side of the ball was considerable experience, minus a couple of really, really stellar players. Anthony Gore comes to mind as one. But this is a little bit more established unit in terms of known commodities than the offensive side of the ball is. How has that helped the transition for you guys as coaches to have kind of an established core on the defensive side? Well, the experience is something that that's, you can't practice. It's something that, that that's a big help for us. You know, um, now it's just learning new terminology. It's a little bit different, but, I mean, it's football. It's blocking and tackling, running the ball 
doing your job um, and the guys getting to know our personalities and us getting to know them. You know, it takes time to build trust. So it's been good, but having the older group of guys who've played have been in those positions, it really helps moving forward. I'm sure you had goals set at the end of camp and as, as, as this first game comes up. What do you expect and what, what are some goals you have out of this first game? Our focus, and, and I've always thought this, is we want to focus on us and, mm-hmm. and doing the best we can do. It doesn't. We talk about a faceless opponent. It doesn't matter who we're playing. We need to focus and just do our job. And um, you know, some guys are going to have to step up and make plays, but uh, building depth and, and guys that we trust that are going to go out there and just do their job. And we're just trying to you know find those guys who are going to continuously do that. We talked about replacing an Anthony Gore, for instance, but in your unit, the safeties. You really replace a Jace White, who not only was a hard-nosed, very good player, but also really a leader on the team. Has anybody stepped up in your mind, at least where we sit right now, that maybe assumes that role back there? Well, we have a good group of guys. Um, we got about five or six guys that we're rotating. And um, I just told them at practice, guys, we want to compete. Said, so no, this is a one-guy show. We're going to play the best guy who helps us win. Um, you know, Sincere Mason was banged up in the springtime, so it's good to get him back. And we have Katie Satterwhite. Cole Loden's been back there. Demetrius Petway's moved back to safety. Uh, Solo's moved over. So those guys, there's a there's an ebb and flow of competition, which makes it good because, you know, Jeremiah Compton is jumping in there. And then, you know, you got the Sam position. So those guys compete and pushing each other. And if one has a bad day or they don't they don't come to work, the next guy's ready to push them and help them get better. So um, I'm excited about the group. You know, they're great to be around. They work hard. You know, they want to get better. They're all good kids. So I enjoy being around them points coming in here and it's a it's an NAIA opponent but they sling the ball around I mean, you've kind of got an unknown quarterback what do you know about this point program and what do you think Kennesaw State has to do to uh, pick up a victory playing the first game is always kind of questionable because you only have a certain amount of game film then um you know NAIA has different rules they could have different players mm-hmm. so you really don't know too much about the opponent so you got to be sound on what you do so our focus on us is just communication and lining up and just doing our job and, and really trying to focus on us. But, hey, they could come out in five wide. They could come out in two tight ends, yeah. and we better be already play for right. it. And, and that's all of college football the first game. It's kind of the, kind of the exciting factor. Hey, who's going to have what? So it's going to be interesting to see. They play good football, so we got to come and, and be ready to go. I think there's never been a head coach I've worked with that hasn't said the biggest improvement you make is between the first and the second game, typically because of penalties and timing issues and this and that. How much have you guys drilled it into their heads with so many newcomers and or new faces in starting and key positions? It's important to come out firing in that first one. Yeah, and we talked about it in camp between the first scrimmage and the second scrimmage, how much improvement we'd have. Yeah. Same thing, you know, now it's game week, so, you know, of course you got to go out there and get that experience and from game one to game two, but we can't ever look ahead. We just got to focus on each day at practice, and tomorrow all I was worried about is Wednesday. We ain't worried about Thursday or Friday or the game. We got to win the game, you know, in the process throughout the week. Kennesaw State was first in the Big South in interceptions. Has the word plank been spoken at all, or are you going to leave that up to the players? Uh, Turnover plank. They, they've spoken about it. I've seen it at the bookstore. I think I need to go get one of those shirts. So, uh, we need a sponsor for that plank. That's oh, yeah. what we need. I need to go get one of those shirts. Y'all got any? No, no. no. You're talking the wrong people. We're, we're begging for headbands over we're, here. We were going we to go through the safeties coach to get them for us, but I guess that's not going to happen. I guess not. Uh, if you wait till the first of the month, I can help you. <laughs> there you go. Danny, we greatly appreciate you taking the time after practice. It's game week, man. We appreciate you spending some time with us here inside the nest. 
Congrats on your addition here to the right. Kennesaw State staff, and we look forward to a great season. We'll talk to you some more down the road. All right. Thank you, guys. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Safety's coach Danny Verpale spending some time with us here inside the nest. And stay with us when we come back. We'll visit with the reigning Big South Special Teams Player of the Year, Isaac Foster. That comes your way after this timeout. You're listening to Kennesaw State University football. Hey, do you love your KSU Owls but can't commit to a full season ticket? Then the new three-game flex plan may be just the thing for you. Choose any three of the 2019 home games, get complimentary parking, and your choice of a variety of seat locations. The three-game flex plan is available for as low as $75. The two-time defending Big South champion Owls are out to win a historic third consecutive conference title. So get your three-game flex plan today. Go to ksuowls.com slash tickets or call 470-KSU-OWLS. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. Here's Chandler keeping himself, follows Jake into the open. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Chandler Burks. Chandler Burks goes 38. It's his fourth touchdown of the game. Threw for one as well, and it's 34 to nothing. And we're back inside the nest, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen, Nathan McCreary. And our special guest here is the reigning Big South Special Teams Player of the Year, Isaac Foster. And Isaac, it's great to see you for one. We're a few days away now from the rubber meeting the road, and it's going to be an awfully interesting year coming up. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, man, we're excited. Uh, first game of the year. We put in a lot of work this offseason, and we're ready to get these young guys out here. Isaac, you came in and played running back in high school, and I think you told me you had never returned a kick uh, before coming to Kennesaw State. You had two 100-yard touchdowns last year. You also were very successful in the punt game. Looking back at last year, did you see that's the way your first year was gonna on the field was going to go? <laughs> no, honestly, I did not. No, it, you're correct. I didn't, I didn't return in high school. So my redshirt year, I had a lot of time working on that, and I was just fortunate enough to have great schemes and great guys out there blocking for me on the returns. I mean, if y'all go back and watch it, I didn't get touched on either one of them until <laughs> – the one at Gardner-Webb, the three-yard line or something like that, yeah, you know. Yeah. So. And you were able to just fall forward into the end zone on yes, that sir, one. fortunately. Let's talk a little bit about the makeup of this team. You know, you came and you had all these guys that were in these kind of these leader, these OG leader type guys that had been here since the very beginning. The dynamics of the team have changed, man, I mean, a tremendous amount. Do you find yourself even a little bit in more of a leader type of role only because – the core of the group is so much younger now than it's been the last couple of years. For sure, for sure. I've definitely had to uh, step up a little bit in, into that role. But, you know, we got Daniel David, Shaq Terry, TJ yeah. Reed, some older guys on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, they take the lead, and I, I get to throw in a little bit of my input. They're helping me. They're teaching me become a better leader for in the future as well. We're looking at a new Kennesaw State offense, and because it's new, we look at the veteran pieces that we know are there that have had some experience, and you're one of those pieces. How, what do you see, uh, and how do you see you set yourself fitting into this offense this year? I, I mean, I see, I see more reps on the offensive side of the ball. You know, I was more of a special teams guy, mm-hmm. but, uh, I mean, it's definitely going to be a bigger role with Darnell Holland and Trey Shivers leaving. Sure. But um, 
definitely uh, just getting some key reps on offense. That's that's how it's going to be different for me this year. One of the ways they used really Shaq and Darnell in particular was to throw them the ball out of the backfield, and we've seen a lot of that from you out of camp too. You enjoy the receiving part just as much? Yes, sir. It's, it's a lot of fun uh, running these routes and having uh, Daniel David throw it to me. It's it's awesome. But, uh, yeah, we've we got a good bit of work in um, receiving the ball, and, yeah, I definitely think I'll be out. Catching some passes. So you have a brother, a twin brother, who played quarterback also. Is, is that right? Well, I actually played you quarterback. You played quarterback. <laughs> he was the running back. I was the Okay. Well, you guys look so so much alike. I oh, mixed I it up. They're twins. So, so <laughs> is he able to sling it? Do you guys get together still and, and uh, throw the pigskin around? Oh, yeah. we. I still throw it to him all the time. We uh, act like we're still in high school, you know, <laughs> good old days. Does your brother still play football? No, sir. He plays uh, basketball at Emmanuel College. Okay. Yes, sir. D2 up in uh, Franklin Springs. So if you, had to, if you had to say who's the more athletic? Uh, he's got me. He, no, come on. He's, he's got me. He can jump and uh, he, he can run too, but uh, I'd say he's the more athletic brother. Well, as practices, as, as the camps ended and now the practices started for the game, um, how have you transitioned to start, start really focusing on this first game? I mean, it's been the same. We've been grinding all mm-hmm. season, but as far as camp goes, you know, we had some younger guys. I know I'm pretty young, but some younger guys actually getting some reps and now it's more focused coming into game week. But uh, it's, it's pretty much the same, honestly. We've been going at it for a while. We go back to the way the season ended last year in the rain against South Dakota State. It's a home game. And I know, especially probably with all those guys moving on that were really here that helped launch the program, bitter taste anytime your season ends in an L in the playoffs. But how much of that is carried over and how much have you guys, as people who have been around a couple of years, really preached the gold standard to all the newcomers and you know, just in general to the team? Oh, a lot. I mean, that was a home loss. So, uh, Coach has been hitting that. That's one of our main goals is protecting the nest, and uh, that was big for us. We, You know, we got that taste still in our mouth, and we're ready to get back out here at the bank and uh, redemption. So, and, and now that you are kind of the face of the program and your, your face is all over the place on the, on the game programs, and all that, how do you feel about that as, and taking on that role? Because kind of an unknown coming in last year, you made a, a big spark, and now they're really relying on you to kind of be that face of the program. Yes, sir. I don't want anything to change as far as how I play the game. I want to come in the game with the same mindset and just playing like I'm, I'm that freshman trying to get on the bus. That's a big thing that I drive inside myself to keep pushing myself final thing for you you guys were picked to win the conference again despite the fact you returned one offensive starter that says a lot for the respect for the program the schedule is kind of what it is but there's going to be a target on your back every week especially in the conference for sure and that that's also been a big thing that coach Bo's driven into us is making ourselves known and and having when people look at Kennesaw State on their schedule they're circling us and that's always been a big thing for us well Isaac you're a dynamic guy we love watching you play we're looking forward to a big season from you we really appreciate you coming over and spending some time inside the nest yes sir thank you so much all right Isaac Foster the reigning Big South Special Teams Player of the Year spending some time with us here inside the nest. Quick time out here when we come back. The newest member of our broadcast crew, Lauren Hoffman, will join us. That comes your way in the final segment of Inside the Nest right after this. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. 
Fans will have more reason to be excited at kickoff this season as Kennesaw State will host a free tailgate, live music, and a variety of food trucks for each game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Prior to every home game, fans can get ready for game day with Owl Town, a free tailgate that begins three hours prior to kickoff. Located at the Owl's Nest, off Busby Drive, across from the Gold Lot, Owl Town provides a fun and festive atmosphere for all ages. Owl Town will feature live music, a variety of vendors, and there will be inflatable fun for kids. Get there early because thanks to JD's Barbecue, Owltown has free food to the first 200 fans. Alcohol, soft drinks, and water will be available for sale. Owltown closes 30 minutes prior to kickoff, but KSU is excited to announce the addition of food trucks inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Every home game fans can add local and unique flavors to their game day experience. Kennesaw State football, the gold standard. Walker takes the shotgun snap, drops the throw, here comes the pressure. Walker escapes one, guns underneath, picked off by Dorian Walker, down the sideline 30, and will tumble to the ground at the 26-yard line. Pressure by Andrew Butcher, and Kennesaw State in business right away. And we're back inside the nest, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary. And we are pleased to welcome the newest member of our radio crew who will spell Nathan on home games as the sideline reporter here on the Kennesaw State football games, Lauren Hoffman. Lauren, you're certainly no stranger to Kennesaw State athletics or football for that matter. Radio is a unique new opportunity for you. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm super excited for the challenge here. You know, I came to Kennesaw and... 2015 as a freshman, I played on the lacrosse team here and played there for three years. And then senior year, I kind of really dove into football and being able to cover the team. And I'm really excited to be back after graduating. I'm really offended that you didn't mention that you and I got to work together on lacrosse. But uh, (laughs) as being a student athlete, you have a a good idea what some of these guys are going through, not only balancing the athletics and the student thing, but being out there on the grind and the heat. Just just what is your perspective and what do you think you'll be able to bring to the sideline because you were a student athlete? I really think I'll be able just to bring the familiarity of Mm -hmm. being a student athlete, like you said, and just that I feel like I can really connect with the student athletes. Like I graduated in May, but I still know most of them and went to school with most of them. So I'm excited to be able to bring their personalities to the broadcast and sort of what I know behind the scenes of them as students and not just the athletes. And that is a unique perspective compared to, and this is certainly not a slide to the sideline folks, be it Art Ekman or Nathan, but it is a unique perspective to have kind of the student side of it and that's something we're going to look forward to yeah I'm super excited as well and just I know the guys pretty well and they're all great guys here so I'm excited to bring their personalities to the broadcast well you've been around this football program because you've been doing some sidelines and things um what do you think about this team it's a it's a new uh, offense a new defensive coaching staff Uh, what do you see about this team coming up I mean, it's just crazy to see how much the team has changed in the four years that I've been here and just from all the different guys and all the different coaches, Mm -hmm. like you've said, and how they've grown in such a short amount of time. And this is a completely different team than we've ever seen before. And I'm really excited to see how they're going to do this year and adjust to all the challenges and new personnel. Coming here as a student athlete like you did, at what point did you kind of get it in your mind that you might want to pursue some element or some area of broadcasting? And obviously, you've done a great job so far, and we look forward to having you. It was my sophomore. Well, I came to Kennesaw knowing I wanted to do the sports broadcasting thing, but it was my sophomore year where I realized that, you know, I saw all the cameras and just the all the aspects of production and it's like, okay, this is something that I really want to seriously pursue. And I got involved with the right people 
because of being a lacrosse student athlete. And I actually reached out to Nathan and asked if I could shadow him. And he was so nice as to let me do that and really just show me the ropes and introduce me to the OWL network and all the production aspects. And then after my junior year of playing lacrosse, I just realized that I had to kind of pick one mm -hmm. it was really hard to do both sure. just especially with because lacrosse we have fall ball so and that's the football season so I made the decision to stop playing on the lacrosse team and to pursue our network full speed and, and I know it was a tough decision because we talked about it but it has paid off because now you're actually uh, graduated and working in the broadcast industry which is pretty exciting because you know and, and Brian can tell you that's it's a very small opportunity uh, for someone to get in and you can get your foot in the door just doing anything and I people ask me all the time, well, how do you get into sports broadcasting or broadcasting in general? You got to be willing to do anything. And I know you are willing to do anything to be a part of the broadcast. And that's really what it is. And it's paid off. Yeah, it's been a grind for sure. And I'm super thankful to still be able to do everything I'm still doing at Kennesaw State. And I was fortunate enough to get a job outside of school at Turner Sports. So I've been working there part time since January and then full time since May and still doing stuff here on the side and getting to hang out with you guys. What's the ultimate goal for you down the road? Where do you see yourself wanting to go with this? Do you want to be another Aaron Andrews? Do you want to be another? Do you want to be a female play-by-play -play announcer? What, what's your ultimate goal? I'd probably say close to another Aaron Andrews. Um, my dream job would be to host College Game Day. Mm. So maybe more like a Maria Taylor, but yeah, just be a sports broadcaster. I would really like to host my own show that really just focuses on the good that all the athletes do in the community sure. and not just what they can do on the field. And I don't really think there's a show like that out there. So that would be the end goal for me. Yeah, unfortunately, I think people grab onto the dirt, but these guys do a lot of great things. And we get a chance to be around a lot of the student athletes and a lot of the coaches. How would you say the, coach, the football coaches are similar and differ from, from a lacrosse-type coaching staff? I would say they're really different. I would say they're really different just in the aspect of I think they're a lot tougher on the guys because <laughs> they can probably handle it more than my lacrosse team There's ever. There's no crying in lacrosse, though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> But I think they're they're still similar in the way that they're really passionate mm. about what they do and they care about the athletes and just want them to succeed on and off the field. Well, we really appreciate and look forward to working with you this year, Lauren. It's going to be great. We'll look forward to Saturday night with you. It's going to be here before you know it. We've been saying this since March. But the broadcast comes your way at 5.30 on 12.30, the Sports X. Pre-game coverage, Fifth Third Bank, Kennesaw State Radio Network. Begins at 5.30, kickoff between the Owls and Skyhawks at 6 o'clock. Lauren, we look forward to working with you. Thanks so much for coming in and spending some time with us inside the nest. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, we look forward to a great season with Lauren. And again, with thanks to HelloFresh for bringing you this edition of Inside the Nest as they do each week. That'll do it for us. Next time we talk to you, Saturday night when the Owls and Skyhawks get together to open 2019. For now, this has been Inside the Nest, Episode 4, and you're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. Thank you for listening to Inside the Nest, and tune in all season long for insights and analysis on your 2019 Owls. Inside the Nest is a production of Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh.